good things so that our youth is renewed like eagles. Lift up your voice and begin to cast your mind back from January up until today, the 2nd of October. The Lord has done great things for us in Christ's faith, Tabernacle. Let's lift up our voices and begin to exalt His holy name. Let's come into His presence with a heart of thanksgiving this morning. My God and my Master, we bless you. Thank you, the Prince of Peace. Thank you, the Lord of Lords. Thank you, the King of Glory. We bless you. We praise you. Christ's faith, Tabernacle, exalt your holy name this morning. Thank you, O God, the Master Builder, the Master Planner. Thank you, the one that was and is to come. Thank you, the Ancient of Days. We bless you, O God. We bless you, O God. All our innermost being praise you and exalt you, O God. Father, we thank you for all that you have done for us. For the journey thus far from January up until this month of restoration, O God. We praise and lift you high. We praise and exalt you, O God. Thank you, O God, for your goodness. Thank you, O God, for your kindness. Thank you, O God, for your mercies. Your compassion never fails, O God. They are new every morning, my King and my Lord. Great is your faithfulness, O God. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angel prostrate fall. Lift up your royal dandem. We crown you lord we crown you kings we crown you the prince of peace oh god thank you oh god for your royal kingdom over our lives over our families over our children over our relatives over our loved ones oh god thank you oh god for your canopy of glory thank you oh god for you being a shield you being a rock you being a shelter what a marvelous god you have my king and my master thank you for the victory you have given us oh god in every battles my god thank you for your healing thank you for your healing thank you for the doors you have opened unto us in Christ's great tabernacle, O God. Thank you because you never left us, nor forsaken us, Almighty King. We praise your name this morning, O God. Thank you above all for the gifts of life. Thank you for good health. We do not take them for lightly, O God. Thank you because we slept last night like a log of wood. You breathed in the breath of life into us this morning, O God. You gave us life, O God. You gave us eyes to see, the eyes of fire, the finger of God. Father, we do not take all these things for granted, O God. You made them all, O God. All things bright and beautiful. All things great and small. All things wise and wonderful. The Lord God made them all, O God. We thank you, O God. You created us in your own image, O God. We glorify your holy name this morning, my King and my Master. Thank you, ancient of days. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. We exalt you this morning, O God. We bless and give you thanks, O God. Thank you, unquestionable, unchallengeable God. Father, we glorify your holy name, Oh God, the one that was and is to come, the one that neither slumber nor sleeps, oh God. We glorify your holy name, oh God. Ascribe greatness and glory unto him, oh God. All the glory, all the honor, all the adoration belongs to you. The Prince of Peace, your hand that I am, oh God. Father, we bless you this morning, oh God. Father, we exalt you, oh God. We exalt you, we worship and adore you. Thank you, oh God, for the praises of God over our lives, Almighty King. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Praise the Lord. We'll still continue in the attitude of uh, thanksgiving unto God, but I want to read uh, Psalm 136, and I will jump. I will not read the all. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy, endure, mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for His mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for His mercy endures forever. 
to him who alone does great wonders. Praise the Lord. We're in the last quarter of the year. I want to take this time, just as Pastor ben, I mean, Pastor Vincent started, to give thanks to the Lord. We want to give thanks to the Lord. The Bible says, for his mercy endures forever. We want to pray that in today's service, the mercy of God will rest upon us. Praise the Lord. That as many as we enter into this place, the mercy of the Lord will rest upon them. We will pray that, Lord, for the last quarter of this year, we know that we've been enjoying the mercies of the Lord. We pray that, Lord, this last quarter, Lord, we pray as many as we step into this auditorium, the mercy of the Lord will step upon them. And then the prayer we will pray after that one is, He said, who alone, to him who alone does great wonders. And if you look at 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 10, He said that eyes have not seen or ears heard what God has prepared for those who love Him. But what happened, he has revealed it to us by his spirit. And we can have it, we had a taste of it yesterday. Let's begin to pray for the message of the Lord. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you. We'll give you thanks, O God. Lord God Almighty, from the beginning of this year, Lord, you have been merciful to us in this house. Lord, we are here unto you. This is another service, O God Almighty. We are here unto you, the King of Kings. Lord, we pray that your mercy will rest upon each and every one of us, O God, even in this auditorium right now. We ask, O God, your mercy will rest upon us, O God. Lord God Almighty, in today's service, O God, that which you have prepared for us, we ask for your mercy, O God. Lord God Almighty, as many as we join us in today's service, O God. Lord God Almighty, even in the sharing of the grace, as many as we join, O God, we pray your mercy will rest upon everyone, O God. Your mercy will rest upon everyone, O God. Just as Lord God Almighty, blind Bartimaeus cried out unto you, O Lord. He said, Lord, have mercy on me. And you heard his cry, Lord, we are crying unto you, Lord, and in today's service, Lord, let your mercy rest upon everyone. Let your mercy rest upon everyone that will step into this place. Let your mercy rest upon everyone, O oh God, even in this last quarter, O oh God Almighty, of 2022. Your mercy, O oh God, let it rest upon everyone, even in this auditorium. Father, as we gather unto you in this quarter, O oh God, the last quarter of the year, let your mercy rest, O oh God, upon us. Father, we thank you, we thank you, O oh God. The Bible said to him, alone who does great wonders. Lord God Almighty, and you say eyes have not seen or ears had what God has prepared for those who love Him and who are called according to His purpose, but you have revealed it by your Spirit. And your servant told us, O oh God, that in this last quarter, Lord, you have released angels, O oh God, giving revelations, which you started with us yesterday. We had, O oh God, prophetic utterance from you yesterday. Lord God Almighty, we ask, O oh God, we ask, O oh God, for revelation. Even in this service today, we ask, O oh God, in the last quarter, we ask for revelation. We ask for revelation. We ask for revelation by the power of your Holy Spirit. We thank you. We worship you, O Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' name. In the book of Isaiah chapter 2 from verse, verses 2 and 3, it says, this is, what the, uh, this is what Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the lost temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, so that we may walk in his path. 
the law will go out from Zion and the word of the Lord from Christ's tabernacle this morning. I want us to first lift up our voices this morning again and I want us to thank God. Let's thank God for this time, for the word that's coming from this altar. Let's thank God for the mountain of the Lord that's going to be made visible. Let's begin to thank God for his mountain that through this temple this morning, many will be drawn into this sanctuary this morning. Even people that come for the marathon that the Lord has marked for, the, for salvation. Whereas the Lord, you said the mountain of your God will come visible and many will troop in. We're going to pray for as many that uh, the Lord has marked for salvation who will just come out, out of interest and through that the Lord will draw them in. We're going to ask our Father, let the glory of your presence, let it radiate around this temple this morning. Let the glory draw the men in. Let the glory draw men in and men and women that will be going past this tabernacle this morning because it's coming and worship. The mountain of the Lord will become visible. That the Lord will let this mountain become visible even to the people who are going to walk, even just walking past. The mountain will become visible to them and the Lord will bring them in because the Lord has marked them for salvation this morning. We're going to have fathers that are going to bring them, going to teach, begin to teach us the knowledge of your word. They're the mysteries of your word. Begin to trust their heart. Those that will walk past, they'll just begin to hear the message. They'll begin to hear the worship and the Lord will begin to bring them in. They'll begin to hear the word and they'll begin to come in and as they're going to come in, they'll begin to become established because the Bible says the mountain of the Lord will come visible. When I say, for this morning in Woolwich, let the mountain of Christ make let become visible. Let become visible. That men will troop in. Women will troop in. Children will troop in. By the power of your presence. That your presence. You said this is the time. You said this is the month of restoration. That because those that will pass by. As they will walk past this auditorium this morning. You said the mountain will become visible. They'll become visible to them. And they'll be restored in the name of Jesus. That you bring them in. You bring in the men. You bring in the women. You bring in the children. As many of them, oh God, that we have your voice of your spirit, the wind of your spirit will blow over them and they'll become attracted because of the visibility Father of the temple of your God. You said this temple is your temple, a place where people will be taught, a people place where people will be released. Father, this is what we ask for this morning, that the visibility of this temple shall be made known even in this area this morning. And many will troop in, many will troop in, many will troop in, all our sons, all our daughters, that you have marked, oh God, Father, this morning, they will come in, they will come in, they will come in by the wind of your spirit. Father, you bring them in, in the name of Jesus. And as they begin to come, oh God, Father, you said, you will teach us your ways, that we may know the path to walk. Father, I pray, oh God, through the knowledge of the word this morning, Father, you teach us your ways, and give us the knowledge and the path that we should walk, even for this month, the month of restoration, even for our lives, for the lives of our children, for the lives of our families, for our ministry, for everything. You want to between this nation, that our understanding will become enlightened. Our eyes shall be opened. Our ears shall be opened. You said in this month of October, you said we'll begin to see visions. You said we'll begin to dream dreams. You said we'll begin to hear the voice of you who got distinct. Father, you said as the mountain got visible this morning, Father, let us hear your voice. Father, in this meeting this morning, let us hear the voice of you, O God. Let us hear your voice distinct. Let us hear your voice distinct. Father, in the worship this morning, let the presence of you, O God, become so visible and distinct that revelation, the eyes will be opened this morning, veils will be taken away this morning understanding will begin to come upon your people this morning Father, insight will be given to the knowledge of your word that will come from this altar, even this morning in the name of Jesus, that everyone that will come in, they will not remain the same but they will encounter, they will encounter you 
Jesus. Everyone that will come in to this sanctuary this morning, that's going to ask the Holy Spirit. Anyone that will come into this sanctuary this morning, that are not saved by the power of the Holy Spirit, they'll be arrested and they will come to know Jesus. And when they'll come into this meeting this morning, they have not saved. The Holy Ghost will arrest them and they'll be saved this morning, even in this sanctuary. And when they'll come into the sanctuary this morning, who are sick, the hand of the Lord will be so visible, even in this house this morning, that anyone that will come in, Father, is sick, Father, they shall be healing, even in this sanctuary this morning, that man that will come in this morning, that they have been bound by the powers of hell, Father, because you brought them in to the sanctuary of you this morning, Father, they shall be set free, in the name of Jesus, chains shall be broken, yoke shall be broken, healing shall flow, grace shall flow, mercy shall flow, insight shall flow, revelations shall flow, even from this altar this morning, that many shall be released, even into deeper dimensions, even of the prophetic, even this morning, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, we worship you. Father, we honor you. Father, we exalt you. Father, we glorify you. Lord, we worship you. Let's get to thank God for what God is going to do, even in this meeting this morning. Let's thank God for his manifestation this morning. Let's thank God for the visibility of his presence that's going to be revealed, even in this meeting this morning. Let's thank God for his mercy that endures forever shall be revealed even this sanctuary this morning. Let's get to thank God for his goodness, for his glory, for his awesomeness, even in the house this morning. Father, we worship your God. We exalt your holy name. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Let's keep on clapping. Let's keep on shouting. If you can jump, jump. Jump, 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 jump. Hallelujah. That's not enough for the Lord. That's not enough for the Lord. Keep on clapping. Now that we have the revelation, we have to clap. Let's go. As you clap, you declare the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. Declare His Lordship. Declare His Lordship. He's here. He's here. God is here. Let's begin to declare His Lordship. His Lordship over this meeting. God is about to create a new thing this morning. Father, we worship you. We exalt you. We magnify your name. We give you praise. Hallelujah to His holy name. Amen and amen. We are now on the second day of this great journey. And we have, been, we have known already that God is the God that creates. If God has not created us, we won't be here this morning. So we want to be grateful in everything that God has done for us. And on the second day, let's see what God created. He said, and God said, let there be, Genesis chapter 1 verse 6, let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water. Hallelujah. So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. And it was so. It was so. Hallelujah. God, the one that creates, is about to create something in your life this morning. Maybe you have had a bad news and it seems something is going to be impossible. But this morning, God that creates is going to fill the gap in the name of Jesus. God called the expanse sky. And there was evening and there was morning. The second day. Evening and morning, because God created the sky the second day. He created light the first day. Look at what Deuteronomy 28:23 says. The sky over your head will be bronze. The ground beneath your, you iron. That's not what we have planned this morning. There are many that the sky over their head have become bronze. 
The heaven is not open. There is no rain. Hallelujah. Nothing is happening. He said the ground beneath iron. This is some heaven that has come upon some people. But this morning, the second day, look at what God has done for us. God created the sky. Hallelujah. Our own sky is full of abundant rain. Abundant rain. There are some that their sky is bronze. When it's bronze, the rain cannot fall. There are some that their sky is iron. When it's iron, nothing is happening. But our own sky on this second day is full of abundant blessing. It's full of, I, I want to see people clap. It's full of abundant blessing. It's full of grace. It's full of strength. The things are flourishing around you. The things that you lay your hands on and begin to prosper. That is the sky that you're under this second day. It's not enough for God. It's not enough. Keep on clapping. Shouting, shouting, shouting. Saying thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I said there are some. Maybe you did not hear it. The job that you are getting easy, they don't get it easy. The place of work that you are going, they don't have it. They don't have anything to depend on. Because their sky is like bronze. Their sky is like iron. But your own sky is full of rain. Hallelujah. Our own sky is full of rain. So there I prophesied into our life that our sky is full of rain. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. We exalt you, we magnify your name, we give you praise. Thank you because our sky is full of abundant shower. So God said, God called the elsewhere sky, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. That brightness that is coming off your way in the name of time of flourishing, time of abundance. Those who sow in tears, they are now reaping with joy. That is what is happening to us this morning. Father, we thank you. With this in mind, and I want you to keep on thanking the God that creates. God that creates, the man of God was making us to realize, yes, there is the one that creates. He created light. There has been light the first day. The second day, the sky above us is full of rain. It's full of abundant blessing. It's full of many beautiful things. To some people, their sky is bronze. So some people, their sky is iron. Because you love God and you serve God, your sky is full of abundant blessing. Lord, we thank you this morning. Christ the tabernacle sky on this second day. is full of abundant blessing. Our sky in the first day is full of light. And today, abundant blessing. You take this home today in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. With this in mind, let's start the meeting as we lift up our right hand to heaven and read the book of Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart toward his faults, nor swear deceitfully. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, 
and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Let's read Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and install your name forever and ever. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him. But all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever.
our second verse again. Who could? Who could? So great a mercy. One heart could
We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah forevermore. Is, are those words not real? He broke the chain. Death had lost his grip on us. For we do not die, but we transit. That's what happens to those in Christ Jesus. We give God the praise and honor and glory. This is a wonderful month. It is your month of restoration. The restoration that began yesterday. It is your month you will never forget. Heaven has begun to prepare us for 2023 already. It is the month of revelations and visions. It is the month of divine encounter. It is the month that will mark a difference in your life. October, November, December, you will recover every loss. And within this period, which is the last quarter of the year, heaven has spoken. Strength has been sent to the saints of God on earth for the turbulence of 2023. But you will be empowered by God within this last quarter. You will grow wings of the Spirit. You will glide on the wind. You will see with your eyes the recompense of the wicked, but you will not partake in it. The Lord will single you out among many in this very season. A lot of you will see how exciting Christianity is because of the encounters of God that you will enjoy in the next three months. I want us to just put our hands together for the Lord again. There is a God in Israel. Hallelujah. Turn the song beside you and welcome them in the name of the Lord. Make sure you welcome somebody. Amen and amen. Please let's be seated together in the heavenly places. Thank God. Please God. Put your hands together for the choir. This is the best choir in the whole wide world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, today is a very significant day. But today also is marathon. And because of this marathon, they have sealed all entrances into the cathedral. So some people were not allowed to come in. But yesterday we, we gave out um, pass to every one of you who probably will be driving, but I'm sure that a number of people missed that who were not here yesterday in our, in our victory night. And that is the reason why a little, you are a bit fewer today. But I'm sure that um, anyone who miss being able to get to the environment of the church today will be joining us on the, on, the, uh, on the YouTube. But I want to say to you, God has been so good to us. God has been so good. <coughs> Something shifted in the midst of us. You know, last month, 
just about our first Sunday of September. We had a visitation from of an eminent Nigerian, you remember? One of the most prominent kings in my own kingdom, that is Yoruba kingdom, visited here, a servant of the Most High God, to the core. And um, we welcomed him, and we had a great time together, where he shared his testimonies. His testimonies are mind-blowing. And he told me also how much he loved our company. Today as well, it is my delight to receive the company of another king who is in the midst of us. That is Dr. Ajibadea Delada. Please, Israel Highness, you are very, very welcome. Dr. Ajibade is one of the Nigerians that is, you know, raising the image and the status of Nigeria in the U.S. He is a specialist doctor, medical doctor, of very much renown in the U.S., and also a child of God. Something is happening in Yoruba Kingdom. You know, the heritage of Yoruba kingdom is Jesus. But it has been invaded by the devil. And God is now replacing the kingship of Yoruba kingdom with born-again and spirit-filled men. Like um, the king that we had the, you know, last month who visited us. I think he sends his greeting too. It's, um, let me get his name back. Yes, his name is Kabisi, the Israel Highness of Asunde, I Oye Diran, Oniquitu of Ijeru Kingdom. See, Ijeru Kingdom is a place called Ogbumosho. Ogbumosho holds the most, um, I mean, the strongest um, power of Yoruba land. There is an office in Obomosho, and that office is, is, is so much a satanic office. Anybody who acquires that office, you know, they never die good. And it's an office that people run away from, because when you take it, you know what your end will be. But the Kabyesi who came last month, he rules the south of that kingdom. And now, the king of the upper kingdom died. And the person that they have nominated to take that office is Pastor Gandhi. Pastor Gandhi was a member of CFT 1990 before the Lord moved into U.S. So you can understand. 
that half of the kingdom will be occupied by a minister of God. The south of the kingdom is occupied by a minister of God. And the kingdom that doctor is going to be, you know, a king over, is the kingdom that set up the Obomosho kingdom. You know? I mean, <laughs> I can see Nigeria next year, a different nation. I told you, when I went to Nigeria on this trip to speak with ministers, the Lord told me to talk to them about your role in the new Nigeria. I was on television for many hours talking about your role in the new Nigeria. The season we are in is a season that is so significant in, the, in God's global agenda. If Yoruba kingdom can be taken by Jesus, I believe that Nigeria's problem will be solved. Do you know why? The most satanic atrocities is happening in that kingdom. And people come from all over the country to come and seek demonic power in Yoruba kingdom. And so, when God shifts the seat of kingship and begins to plant his own sons over the, the royalty, you recognize that an explosion is about to happen. Similarly, in our country, United Kingdom, you will recognize that something took place in the month of September. The government changed. The royalty changed. There's a transition in government. There's a transition in royalty. Which means there will be transition in the church. The church will follow. It has already happened in the realm of the spirit. And it will follow. And I'm saying this to us because we must be sensitive of this end time. Similarly, for you, Christ with Tabernacle, your role is so significant, both in this country, in Europe, and other nations of the world. Those of you who are Nigerians in the church, I need to let you know that your time is approaching, fast approaching, when you will be able to go to Nigeria and do exactly what is in your heart without being hindered. Because God is changing the button. Of course, we remember all the time also um, um, His Royal Highness. I check. I was, I was looking at his um, profile today. Um... Pardon me. Yes, Israel and Joseph Oyezebe. That is the king, one of our kings in the eastern region of Nigeria. Now we have promised him we are going next year to set up Christ with Tabernacle in his kingdom. He was converted to Christ on his trip with us during COVID. And then God delayed him in England for some months because nobody could move. Where he was greatly discipled, he's still calling for us when we will come. And I say we are going next year. I say we are going next year. Everyone who believes in Christ in this session is privileged. 
privilege because we are living in the end time. And the end time is a time that is very significant with Jesus. Especially the church that will prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. Now our deliberation has been on the power of, of prophetic in the end time. And we have been looking very squarely at the book of Joel chapter 2 verse 28. Which says, and in the last days, afterwards, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Sons and daughters will prophesy. The Bible says, if you are a Christian, you will prophesy. And this scripture has been with us for more about two months now. Since we started our Holy Ghost Convention in the period of August. And we look very much intently at the statement of the Word of God. That the Word of God cannot be broken. When God speaks, He does it. When God speaks, that is what it is. So, which means, and I want to remind you, I focus your heart on the fact that what God says about you, that is what you are. You may not manifest it, but that is what you are. Which means that the Word of God spoken about you, creates ability in you to function in line with what is written. So if God says, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh or all people, sons and daughters will prophesy. It means therefore that if anybody accepts Jesus Christ, he has the capacity to prophesy. You believe that? Say amen. It means the power to prophesy is in you. And you know, when I started teaching you this, um, thank God for God because when we teach the word, God manifests himself. If we, when we teach healing, God heals. When we teach about the Holy Spirit, God manifests it. And there have been so much testimonies from August about the power of the Holy Spirit. People received the, the gift of the Spirit. Somebody came to me yesterday and told me that, you know, in, in the August time, he began to pray for the gift of interpretation of tongues. And then he did not recognize that he had received it. And he phoned his uh, fiancé. Uh, he sent the flower to his fiancé. And then when the fiancé took the flower, and she was, you know, talking and, you know, uh, rejoicing. She was on, on um, FaceTime. And then the mother came in, and the mother started speaking to her in Yoruba. He is a Seralonian who doesn't understand Yoruba. And the mother was choking with the girl, with the lady in Yoruba, but he was hearing their discussion in English. He was hearing their discussion in English, but to him, they were speaking English, but to them, they were talking Yoruba, because the mother doesn't want him to hear. Hallelujah. But after this, she, she's finished speaking, the brother now told her, why is your mother saying this? And he repeated everything the mother had said. The lady said, What? How did you hear? So you understand Yoruba, you are just tricking me. He said, No, I heard her speak in English. I heard her speak in English. And then it dawned on him that, Oh, I prayed for interpretation of tongues. He was blown up completely. 
He said, it cannot be in English. She said, it's, it's Yoruba, my mother said. And you remember the woman from, uh, um, you know, um, the Scandinavia. When I was preaching in English, she was hearing me in French. Anytime she looks at my old tapes and I'm speaking, she's hearing French. You remember her? When we brought her to the television and I spoke, she said, that's it, that's it. And she was telling me what I said in French. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, if we, when we teach the Word of God, God of the Word manifests that the Word is true. So, what we are teaching now is the Word of prophecy. Therefore, God began to manifest in prophetic. But my heart for you is that every one of you who have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior should know this. That we have some of us that God has called to the office of prophet. But then the Bible says we can all prophesy. Because Jewel said sons and daughters will prophesy. So if you are born again, you can prophesy. So my concentration therefore is someone is asking how can I prophesy? But I'm not a prophet. I take you through the book of First Corinthians 14 and chapter 12 as well from verse 7 that talks about gift of the spirit and then 14 that talks about you cannot prophesy and today i will narrow it down very very briefly on you prophesy the power of prophetic no changing circumstances that's what we look at today changing circumstances and situations by prophetic Changing circumstances and situations of the prophetic. Yesterday we looked at the book of Isaiah 55, verse 10 and verse 11. And verse 10 says, As the rain and snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud, and flourishing, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I have sent it. So we recognize here, as we went through Genesis yesterday, that the word of God must come to pass if a word comes and it is from god it must come to pass and at the end of it yesterday i finished by telling you something that is quite uh, challenging isn't it that god has stopped speaking amen god has stopped speaking can you get my pulpit please I want to come down because that place, that stage makes me look too far from you. Thank you. It makes me look too far from you. When I say God has stopped speaking, when I said it yesterday, I saw browsers up. How can God stop speaking? Yes, because I want that topic to, to raise browsers across the internet. 
And some people will now want to come and look who don't even believe in God. God has stopped speaking. Yes, and I showed you in the Bible, on the seventh day, God rested. And when God rested, he appointed man as his voice. Who was Adam. After God started speaking in the creation, he asked, he told Adam to name everything. Why didn't God name those animals? Because he has stopped speaking. When God created heavens and earth and man, he rested. So he rested from his affairs on earth because he has appointed a man to rule over the earth, which we read, isn't it? He said, have dominion over all things I have created. So from that time, God speaks only through the lips of mortal men. But then I helped you to understand that in the book of Isaiah 51 verse 16, what does he say? I want us to read this together. I have put my words... Alright, let's read it again. I have put... I cannot hear you. In whose mouth? In whose mouth? In whose mouth? So, God has put His Word in your mouth. That is the reason why your Word carries weight in heaven and on earth, if you are born again. Why did God put His Word in your mouth? Because God is a God of order. When God created man, He said, You man have dominion over everything. And God does not break protocols. The moment God handed over to man everything he created on earth, from that time, God does not speak but through the lips of man. And you can see the reference of that throughout the whole Bible. Jesus came, he said to the blind, receive your sight, and he received his sight. He called forth the body of Lazarus, come forth from dead, and he came forth from dead. I want everyone to listen to me. I don't want you to look at anything in your hands. You are in church. Don't engage yourself. That's why I walk around you and see you face to face. Look at my eyes just for the few minutes you are in church. Those of you who are focusing, that's exactly what you should do. But I want everyone to focus at me. This is Christ with Tabernacle. I treat the house of God as my family. And when God moves so that you can, you will not miss it. When man speaks, it is God's voice. As I'm speaking to you now, God is the one speaking. In a short time, I will show you some evidences of what God has said, which we are now encountering, and what we will encounter in Britain for the next two years, 22 to 25. But you need to understand this, that if you are born born of God, the difference between you and those who are not born again is that the spirit of the Most High lives inside you. Am I correct by saying that? Now, what is different from God's spirit and God himself? Nothing. Nothing. So when God stopped speaking, he now decided to speak through men. Throughout the Old Testament, you see God chose some men and he spoke through them. And every man had to go to them to know what God is saying. But when Jesus came to the scene... Jesus Christ put an end to that order because through the blood of Jesus and the resurrection of Christ on Calvary, men have become adopted as sons of God. Those who believe in the name of Jesus.
they are now adopted as sons of God. So which means that you and I have now become sons of God. Let me help us, on, you know, a bit understanding about this sonship. A son has the gene of the father. Am I correct, doctors? So which means that the gene that formed God is what is in you and I. So which means that in the beginning that God created man in his image and his likeness, which are two different things. Image is a direct mirror reflection of an object, but likeness is the functionality of the object. So that man could function as God, and man looks like God. However, the Bible tells you and I that Jesus, you know, in the book of Genesis chapter 3, Adam lost it. So the image is there, but the likeness vanished. All his abilities of God disappeared. And when Jesus came, he restored all the likeness of God by sending his Holy Spirit to live in those who believe in him. Therefore, the word of God is true. As he said in Isaiah 51, I have put my words in your mouth. Now, can I say to you before I take you into some deeper understanding this morning that if God put his word in your mouth, that mouth must be sanctified. I will together now. That, that mouth cannot be speaking guy because that mouth does not belong to the carrier. It belongs to the giver. Because the word of God is in your mouth and in my mouth. That's the reason why our mouth must be very much guarded. And that is the essence of reading the Bible. So that when you read the Bible, you, you discover more of you, who you are, and what you ought to be. I would together. It is a thing for someone to say, I'm a lawyer. It's another thing for the person to be able to argue his case well before the judge. There are many lawyers that go before judge, and judge just said to them, that, don't, bring that, don't come before me again you know, with that case. Even some lawyers, you will see the, the clients correcting the lawyer in law. Because they are lawyer by book. They are not lawyer by head. You have many Christians who are Christians by profession, but yet they don't have any encounter or understanding of what you're saying. That the Holy Spirit lives in you who believe in Christ. And so all their life is, you know, I'm a Christian, I go to church. But not so here. Not so here. You need to realize inside you is God himself. And that is the reason why you need to know this, that to say I'm a Christian and not function as a Christian is a danger. It's a danger. If you say you're a Christian and you cannot do what God said you can do, that's a problem. The problem could be ignorance. Because you just didn't know. And you come to church so that ignorance can be unveiled as the truth is revealed. So that we can see what the Bible says and reason together. Because the Bible is not, it's not, it's not complicated. It's just God speaking in human language. And what God says for now that we're looking at, Joel said, you know, you will all prophesy. And God said by Isaiah, I have put the prophecy in your mouth. Okay, so now, let's go a little bit further. If you can prophesy, and I can prophesy, so it means you don't need to be a prophet to prophesy. 
If I'm a prophet and I prophesy, yes, but you too can prophesy. Therefore, that takes us to begin to look at the chambers of prophetic. There are three chambers of prophetic. One is prophetic utterance. The other is prophetic, uh, the prophetic declaration. And the third is the word of faith. Now, let me help you with this. Prophetic utterance, you have seen that happen. You know, the Lord began to speak about that from, from, from um, the month of August concerning the new year. And the Lord focused in this church on Britain and Nigeria. I think the reason why God did that is because I have affinity with those two nations. Yes? When I, when I, I was preparing to go to Nigeria, and God knew that when I reached Nigeria, both the press, the NTA, the television houses, and all the ministers will, will come to my meeting and ask me, what is God saying about this country? And I cannot go to them without bringing the word of God, because in my prophetic office... The Lord reveals to us things before they happen. That is utterance. Utterance is unction of God coming upon a man to function in a particular office. In this case, prophetic office. So that we can speak what will happen about nations, about people before they take place. But then there is also prophetic declaration which every one of us can exercise prophetic declaration comes because of your understanding of the word and your position it comes because you understand that you are a child of God and God expects you to speak on his behalf and so that utterance is subject to your use but every uh, the, the, the declaration that that I'm talking about, every Christian can speak and declare the word of God and see manifestation of what was declared. Because the effect of unction is the same. Whether it's an unction to prophesy, which is utterance, or unction to speak and declare. The same thing, the third one is the word of faith. The word of faith is, this is what the Bible says. And so this should take place. A uh, 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 declaration is, I, as in my standing with God, I declare this, and it shall be so. You remember when I was teaching you about power, I spoke about uh, 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 ostensible authority, and I spoke about, you know, uh, the potential authority. You have the power from God to speak on God's behalf. If you are a director of a con- country, a company, and you, you, you make a commitment, you know, uh, um, to another company under your office, then your company is bound to, to meet up with it. That's your sensible authority. So, as a child of God on earth, you can speak what should be, and God is bound to make it happen. And by this, that's the reason why anything, Jesus said, whatever you permit on earth is what is permitted in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth is losing heaven. When you look at your life, therefore, everything that happened to you, you can make a difference if those things are not in line with the will of God for your life. Hey, Satan is no problem. 
to a Christian. But the problem, you label him. Hallelujah. It's not a problem. The devil is nothing. I mean, you, you members of this church, you know that anyway. There is nobody who comes to CFT that thinks that, that differently. Because I've taken you to where the devil dwells and they could do nothing to you. Alright? And in, in several nations, not just in Africa, in America, in India and stuff, we have gone and entered where the devil claim to dwell. And where devil worshippers were, ferocious human beings who kill human beings. We went to their midst in the U.S. and we came out gallant. We went to their midst in, in Jamaica and we got the head of the devil converted. We went, that's the La Vega city. We went to the Jebu land, we went to their forest and the demons in their forest took to their hills. I didn't go alone, I went with you. For you to know that there is no power in the devil. Jesus says, all power in heaven and on earth are given unto me. And when Jesus was going to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit and sent the power down. So that we too, like Elisha took the mantle, we took the mantle, which is the Holy Spirit of God. So we cannot be overcome by any counsel or power of man. However, you must understand your authority. You have authority to change anything. In your lips. But your lips should refrain from speaking. God. Does that mean that you will be perfect in your lips? No, I'm not saying that. But you should be a perfect practitioner. Amen? Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Because I know that some of you can say that. Oh, I, Apostle, I, I, I just got angry yesterday. I said some things that are not right. I understand that. You see, you have to tame... The tongue. Is that not what James says? You have to tame the tongue. And Sam said, assign a messenger at the door of my, of my lips. Isn't it? So, and said, keep me away from, from cooperation with evil men. Now settle that. You must tame your tongue. Yes? But however, in your mouth resides the final authority of God. So when you see situations happening around you and your nation, and you are sorry, very sympathetic to the situation, well, it will remain as it is. Situation remain as it is. Christians are not supposed to be sympathetic with situation. You have to be empathetic to the situation. So that you recognize the situation, but then you make a change to the situation. Where the situation is not good. And you can leave this place today and begin to practice what I'm telling you. You will see it works. You practice it from today. This is October. It works. You will, you will write down everything that is wrong around you. Your family, your friends and stuff. And take one of them, one after the other. And begin to exercise what I'm saying to you. And we'll finish it before I leave this morning. And you will see how their life will begin to change. Somebody came and said something negative. Decision. A decision negative. Alright, you have the testimony that was read on Friday of a student who went to study, um, you know, he decided to study law. And in his first year of the course he was studying with a pre-degree, he, he, he failed. He had to repeat. And the rule of the university is, if you fail that, if you fail first year, you cannot go into law. They will not admit you for law. It's written black and white. Pastor, Pastor Tyre read it on Friday, isn't it? And the boy applied and the head of law said it is our policy that you cannot. It's our policy. 
And then he repeated. But when he repeated, he said he woke up and really read. And he cleared the first year with distinction. He applied again. They said, no, we are not, we are not moved by your distinction. Because you repeated, you cannot be accepted for law degree in this university. And the head of law gave his final verdict. And so then he woke up to the place that, I can pray about this thing. Apostles have been telling us, I can, I can make a change. So he went on his knees and sought God. And it was just a week before the school will resume. He called them at the beginning. They said, there is no space for you. You are the last in the, in the list, even if we consider you at all. But by the end of the week, a letter came. We are happy to... What happened between the time that they said no, and within one week, and they said yes again, now from the head of the school, and they sent a letter right into his email, saying that you can resume with us in law. What happened? It is the authority in his mouth. A prophetic declaration. You can change every odd circumstance, every odd situation. I received um, a letter from one of the members of the choir, you know, which made me happy. She's now, you know, working in the bank, and she's, she's doing her training contract. By next year, she will qualify as a lawyer in the bank, as a bank lawyer. And she just wrote a letter to us, my mommy and I, just uh, on Friday, I think, or yesterday. And they were reading that letter to me when I was coming in the car. That she's, she, one of the things she said is that, I thank you also for the way you have encouraged us. You have not only preached the word, you have lived the word. Because her case was a terrible one too, but by spoken word. I'm saying these things because I want you to know there is no condition or situation you can be on earth that you cannot change by your word. Your word is your bond. Isn't that what we say? So if before men your word is your bond, the word of God is his bond. And when you speak on behalf of God, God is bound to do it. And I remember when she, was, she came to me and said, I started law in the university after first year I failed. They sent me out. Started law in the university after one year I failed. They sent me out. Now I want to, I want to read law. And they told me that don't try, try law anymore. You can never succeed in law. And when she told me that, I said, who said that? I said, the university. And she was crying. I said, what do you want to become? She said, a lawyer. I said, you are a lawyer already. You are a lawyer, you know. I said, okay. That time I was my first year in, the, in the Buckingham University. I said, okay. I called the head of law. And I said, you know, because I'm a bishop and I'm a student. So my lecturers know my position as a bishop. So when they need prayer, they come to me. And when I need lecture, I go to them. I would get that. Even one of them said to me that, come on, let us go and be playing golf together. But I live in London. He lives in Buckingham. How can a Buckingham, a London man go and play golf in Buckingham? I said, <laughs> so I called him and he said, what? I said, look, I have a member of my church. She wants to be a lawyer. She's qualified. But her case is this. She had failed this in this university. She had failed in this university. I said, I won't time in the law class. She said, if you say she wants to read law, and Bishop, 
If you say we should take her, we take her. I said, okay, go see them. She was taken. She has finished her law school with a very high uh, pass or distinction. And she has gotten a job in the bank. And she got a training contract in the bank. And by this time next year, she's a bank lawyer. Who tell you that you cannot succeed? Not in this house. Once we eat their mouth. I told you all the time. Your word is the word of your God. I can give you many, many more testimonies. Of people who have gone to the crossroad and dead end. And a spoken word opened and blocked the dead end. Where they said there was no way. They went back and there was way. No, they didn't try another way. That very way that was blocked, you have to go into it. You have to tell the sea to dry up before you. You have to tell the mountain to be removed before you. To quit because of hardship is a failure. You are not a failure. You have word that can unmake and make. Oh, I'm old. It's not a problem. You have word that can rejuvenate your old age. You need to know this. The word of the living God is in your mouth. I love Christ with Tabernacle. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Guys, sky is not your limit. It's your beginning. Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> the highest heaven is your limit. Because our highest heaven that we are going is far astronomically, ginormously above the skies. Some people say sky is the limit. They are limits. For us in this house, sky is the beginning of our rising. And so the word of God is in your mouth. But the word of God cannot act unless you stick it out in the heart of faith. That is, you stick the word relying on the fact that you are a child of God. Knowing fully well that being a child of God is not by your perfection, but somebody perfected you by death on the cross so that you can rely upon the death on the cross, not the works of your hand, and speak in the name of the Lord of hosts so that God can bath himself in the kingdom of man. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. You speak it. Someone says that, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, there is no way. There is way. Only he had not seen it. But you can, by the power of the word of God. Now I will give you just a scenario. And then we are going to stop today. Therefore, understand this. The topic is changing circumstances and situations by prophetic. I wanted to look at the story of Moses, and we learned a lot from that story. Now, the first thing about Moses is in chapter 13 of Exodus. It says, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistines. I want to look at this very well. Philistine country. Though that was shorter. Why didn't God lead them through a shorter way? There's no shortcut in God. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's no shortcut in God. Now he says, 
Watch this. For God said, if they face war, they might change their mind and return to Egypt. So God led them, led the people around by the desert road towards the Red Sea. The Israelites went up of Egypt armed for battle. I want to look at the literary statements and tell me, are they not contradictory? God did not lead them through the shortcut because there are enemies for battle there. And the next verse is, they left Israel, uh, Egypt, armed for battle. So, why will God not allow those who are armed for battle go and fight? Does that not talk about you, a believer? When you get born again, you have the Holy Spirit. And all ammunition is inside you. But you don't know how to use them. So at that young stage of Christianity, God fights for you. God does everything for you. He spoon feeds you. When you say, ah, God says, what can I do for you? Every year, God answers. Father, in the name of Jesus, he does it. And everything looks like bed of roses. Isn't it? Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, mm, it happened to you. And then suddenly as a Christian, you begin to grow more and more. And then what you wish and it happened, now you now fast for it to happen. You are now more mature, isn't it? So when you are led out of Egypt, you are armed by the Holy Spirit. But God will not let you face battle. He fights the battle for you. Then he leads you through a long course, not short course. There are people who want to get money quick, get money quick, get money quick. You know, in this church, I taught you the way to riches. Very easy. Very easy. The way to riches. I want to do business. I want to be a businessman. I like that. But I want to be a businessman. People like you should go and have MBA first. You don't do first degree in this church and come to Apostle and say that, Apostle, I've graduated. What do I tell you? I say, you have just begun. So we have given birth to everybody with master's degree minimum. People in PhDs and stuff like that. Oh, I've qualified. No, no, no. You have to do your professional and get it, get it straight off. So we're giving birth to people who are professionals in various areas. Listen to me. There is no shortcut in God. But when you go through those routes, you may see some other people appear to be accelerating, but it's just a short speed. They will soon burn out. Because you have been rooted, fortified, when you take off, nothing can stop you. All those, uh, oh, you know, <coughs> Satan is the one who did this. Satan does not have... Get my water there, please. <coughs> Satan does not have uh, a record in your, in your file. Hallelujah. God did not lead them through short court. He led them to the Red Sea. Which one is better? To fight or to reach dead end? Is it not God who said, God led them to dead end? I mean, which one is better? To fight? Is it, is it not better for God to fight for them? Yes. God to fight for them. And destroy the Philistines in the short court. Why did God now lead them to dead end? 
Now, if you read that scripture further, it says that God went to Pharaoh and said, Pursue them. So they came to dead and Red Sea. When they were going, they were going. God was leading them, pillar of cloud in the day, pillar of fire in the night. And they were going, they were going, you know, behind them and before them. And they were following God's leading. I wonder when they first got to Red Sea. If you read that scripture, because I, I mean, you, we don't have more time to go into that. That scripture tells you from verse uh, 10, 11, that when they got to Red Sea, some people complained. How, how did you lead us here? Is it God who really spoke to you, Moses? Isn't it? From verse 17. Is it, is it, is it, is it God who brought us here? So, 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 yeah, yeah, just get, let's get to 14. Go to 14. <laughs> Look, let me go for verse 4. It says, I read from verse 1 to verse 4. Because you see, your typical life, you see it in the Bible. Your typical life. If you don't read Bible as a Christian, things will happen to you. You'll be wondering, but why should God allow this to happen to me? Why would God allow it? Look at what God did. You remember I now read to you from verse, verse 17 in, in, in chapter 3, that God led them through long court, but to Dead Sea, to Red Sea. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp near by Horirot between Migdor and the sea. They are to encamp by the sea directly opposite Baal-Zephon. Now verse 3 says, Pharaoh will think the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, Hemmed by the desert. And then shall we read verse 4? And I will what? Read it cathedral way. Yes. Listen to me. If anybody pursue you, it's because God allowed him to do so. If any devil turn his face against you to pursue you, it's because God allowed him. Why would God allow him? Because God wants to gain glory. Let God flex his muscles now. God will gain glory over your enemies. It doesn't matter how powerful they are. It doesn't matter how many they are. It says, I will make Pharaoh think that you are confused. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I'm the one behind it. Why? Because Pharaoh has been saying that he's God for years. And people worship him. You know, the cobra spirits. That's what they worship in Egypt. And Pharaohs are gods to them. And he has been gallivanting all over the whole place. And God wants to put an end to him. To show his people that there is no God but serving Lord. The same thing God do to you Christians. When things get tougher. When hell set loose against you. You got a new job and before you know it. The whole place just set ablaze. Because of the spirit of God in you. You don't understand. People who just showed love and they were very excited to receive you. Suddenly they turn against you. You think these things happen for nothing? It is God who permitted it to happen. The end of it shall be glory. Amen. Amen. People who should determine, you know, your destiny or future, just gang up and say that we will make sure that you don't get there. That is normal thing. 
But if you are a born again child of God, you are a child of God and you are born again. I think that's a better rephrase, not born again child of God. But you are born again, hence you are a child of God. These things can happen. And God will permit it to happen. God will keep quiet until the last threat. And by the last threat, you will see the God of Israel. He fights the cause of his people. Look at what happened here. Very interesting. He says, Pharaoh will think, and I will harden the heart of Pharaoh. Says, but I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his entire army. Come on now, let me go straight to verse 8. He says, then the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh. This chapter 14. King of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. I love this. So when they saw the fire, they are bold. When they saw the cloud, they are bold. And they were marching out. So suddenly, in verse 9, the Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horsemen and chariots and horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they come by the sea <laughs> near Pihorod, opposite Bazephon. Come and look at the battle of the gods. The Lord allowed the enemy to overtake. Hallelujah. And you can imagine, the Bible said they were marching boldly. But when the enemy overtook them, I tell you, some people's faith just went off the roof. Because you see, as the enemy overtook them, it says, as Pharaoh approached the Israelites, the Israelites looked up, verse 10, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were what? Terrified. I, I, I thought we just read that they were bold, isn't it? In verse 8. But now the bold man will become terrified. How many times have your boldness been challenged by circumstance of life and then you began to fidget? It happens sometimes. Isn't it? It seems as if where is God? You really, your mind will not think about God then because you are looking at what is coming. This is imminent and it's coming to me. And then your boldness is challenged and fear sets in. God uses those things to train you. <laughs> Hallelujah. God uses those things to train you. You know, there was a time that I used to be fearful. Very, very, I was a young boy at the time. You know, there is something in Nigeria that in my tribe they call Ologongom. Huh? You, you British guys, say Ologongom. Say it, Ologum Gum. You can't even say Gum. Gum is not in the, it's not the English alphabet. Can you say Gum? Gum Gum. Ologum Gum. You see, you see, when I, want to, when, when, when I was young and my senior sister wanted to intimidate me, she said, Ologum Gum coming. Ologum Gum is coming. I will run. Let me tell you what you call him now. Monster. That's what it's called, Ologum Gum. That is Monster. I will run in darkness. I will run for my life with cry. So my father told me that, why are you running? I said, look, um, is coming. He said, where? In this house. <laughs> my father said, sit down, boy. There is no such a thing as Ologum Gum. So my father now began to educate me about demons because, you know, he was from the cult. So. And he told me terrible appearance of evil spirits. To the place whereby my fear vanished. And he said to me, just say Jesus and you see manifestation. Even as young as six, manifestation. 
So when your faith is challenged by circumstances, understand it is God in the midst of it. Instead of being afraid, you will behave like Moses. The Bible says when the Israelites saw that Egyptians have surrounded them, they, all, they almost surrounded them because really they were at the horseshoe. And before them is the, is, the, is the sea. Who will go and get drowned? And behind them, the road is blocked by Egyptians. And they were coming with their, with their chariots. They know the kind of people Egyptians are. They will ride over you with chariots, mutilate the body. They were heartless human beings. Then they said to Moses, was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us to, be de- to the desert to die? These are people who, are, who went out with boldness before. They said, did you bring us to die? What have we done, how have you done to us by bringing us to Egypt? How many leaders, people have challenged you like that? Those who follow you have challenged you like that. It happened to us spiritual leaders. I mean, someone like myself, I've, I've gone through several. <laughs> you think you are the only one God called? You know, that statement is the evidence that I'm the only one God called. Excuse me. Because if that is not true, it will not be challenged. That shouldn't put you off. It is just a, an evidence that you, are, you know, you are just one. Oh, you think you are the only human being here? That's just the evidence. That question is the evidence. Because if that evidence was not shown, it would not be contested. Am I talking to you? They said to Moses, the funniest thing is that they now lied. Verse 12, didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Did they say that in Egypt? No, when Moses said, let my people go, that they may serve me. All of them said, yay, this is our leader. Hail Moses, we are going. When he saw the miracles in Egypt, you see. So when people, haven't you been blessing to them and they turn against you, why do you worry? He's enormous. People that you bless and you helped and they talked against you. What's your problem? If they don't, then you have not done anything. Even some people will tell you that, you know, people that if not God used you, they will not reach where they are. They will say that, after all, what did you do for me? What did you do for me? It's an evidence that you did something. If the question starts, that's the evidence that you did something. Instead of you to be angry and say that, no, you won't, you won't, you won't, you won't, you just say, Father, I thank you because I did it for you. I did it for you. That's why you are saying that now. God knows it. I did it for you. It's an evidence that God, you have done something. In line with good. They asked Moses, did we not tell you? I don't know where that file is. Leave us alone in slavery. <laughs> Can you imagine? Were there no graves in Egypt <clears throat> that you brought us to, to, to die in this desert? What have you done to us by bringing us out in Egypt, from Egypt? Did we not say to you in Egypt verse 12, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians till we die? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in this desert. Can you imagine all that? But do you know something? <clears throat> An ordinary man facing such complaint, we just get angry. That God, these people are just useless. They don't understand. With all my suffering, all water. But you know something? Anybody that is going forward never looks back. 
Backbiters are always behind you. Okay? You may hear a little of what you are saying, but it's better to just ignore them and face what you are doing. Someone don't believe in you. No, time will tell. When you finish, then they will believe. Instead of you to get distracted by all these games of the devil, he says, 13, it says, Moses answered the people. <coughs> Shall we read what Moses said? What is that? Prophetic declaration. No, word of faith and then prophetic declaration. He said, the people who are saying all those bad things to him, can you imagine that he said good things to them? Overcome evil with good. I told you the authority in your mouth. If Moses had cursed them, anything Moses would have said after them would not hold water. It wouldn't hold water. So, Moses answered them, Do not be afraid. That's a word of faith. Stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord. That is the word of faith. Then he says, The Egyptian you see today, you shall see them no more. That is declaration. Because he did not say, Thus said the Lord. No, it is Moses who said, By faith he says, Stand firm. I know the God who appeared to me in the wilderness. I know the one who was in the burning bush. I know that God who performed all the miracles in Egypt. I know that God can do anything. Because of that, stand firm is with us. Stand firm. I don't know how he will do it, but something will happen from heaven now. Something will happen to me now. That is the faith of Moses. And that should be your faith. In the midst of situations and turbulence that people are confused all over. Like now there is recession in England. People's jobs are going to be on the stake in a short time. And many people will be losing their jobs. Many people are, are stranded financially. But you cannot be. Because God spoke to you in this house before those things came to be. Sound firm, he says. We are different from others. Then he said, let me tell you. This is prophetic declaration. The Egyptian you see today, you see no more. <clears throat> Always practice this, I, ple- I plead with you. If any one of you, every one of you who have come to me before, when you have situations that are so complicated and I listen to you, isn't it? I let you say all your stories. After you have said all your stories, how terrible, how bad, and I'm listening, by the time you finish, because you must empty yourself, you understand me? When somebody is worried, don't cut them from speaking. Speaking those things out is a, is a process of healing. So if you are going to be a minister in the future, you must know this. Ministers are not in the haste. If you want to talk, they will wait for you to speak. True men of God or women of God. And that thing may not be anything to you, may not be a problem to you, but the person who's, who is carrying it knows it's a problem. She says it's a problem. He says it's a problem. But when you finish telling me all the stories of how it is impossible, how difficult, what do I say? What do I say to you? What do I say to you? What do I say? No problem. <laughs> I say no problem. Can you imagine? After saying all how complicated, how, blah, 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 blah. and then the person says no problem. 
You know, some people, when I say no problem, they first keep quiet. Those who have not just come, you know, maybe they are, they are recent with me. When they when t- tell me all those problems, and I say no problem, two things happen. One, what? Then the second thing is, okay, then what's the solution? Isn't it? But you never leave me without solution. It's impossible. None have come to me on earth without going with the solution. Because the word of faith I say will produce declaration or utterance. I would mean now. Word of faith is the bedrock to trigger the grace inside you. Some, after I've said there's no problem, I can begin to make declaration concerning the situation. And then I will now tell you at this time, by this time, this will happen, this will happen, this will happen, which is utterance. Do you know why I behave like that? There is no problem under heaven that is bigger than the God we serve. Let me rephrase myself too. There is no problem under heaven that the solution is not known by the spirit inside you. Am I together with you? I am teaching you how to enter into the spirit of God and come up with solution. Every Christian can. It never happened to me. When I went to Jamaica to go and preach, the La Vega city, because it was infested by the Yadis. When I came from the airport, I said, take me to the, to the ground. We got to the ground. As we were in the ground, they were showing me the ground by the prison. Suddenly, behind us, we had AK-47. And people docked all over the place. People died. I turned to the back to look at who is shooting. They drove past, shooting. People are dead. Now, the question is, I told my son, Pastor Steele, get up, Pastor Steele. He says, yes, Dad. He got up and said, why did you talk? Have you not read it? The angel of the Lord and come around those who fear the Lord <clears throat> to protect them. When you, when you talk and you try to protect yourself, will you not take yourself away from the covering? I said, it's the mercy of God that kept you. Get up and stand. He stood. I said, who? Who are the people who shot the AK-47? He said, they are the Yadis. I said, do you know their head? He said, that, yes. Do you know where he lives? He said, yes, I want to see him tomorrow. And the bishop who was there, who, who, who came with the, the, the pastor, see, he, he, he said to us later that he thought that, <laughs> is this man mad? Oh, yes, you have to be mad sometimes so that God can be in sense. Hmm? So then, we looked at the place. The whole place was upside down. And the soldiers, within a few minutes, have come with their guns. And, you know, there was a coffee and stuff. But, you know, anywhere I go, and you see me put this one on. This. And I dress this way. Do you know why I do that? Not in church. But if I go, if they invite me somewhere and I do like, I want to intimidate them. <laughs> Amen. Not in the church. In church, it's just a sign of my office. But when, I, when they told us to come and see the occult, that's how I dress. The occult man put his own necklace, which was a life tortoise. I also put my cross and hug the man with the life tortoise. When cross his life tortoise, he was dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, the rest is story. 
The second day, they got the man that night. Second day, he was with me. And I spoke with him 30 minutes. He broke down into tears and he was weeping like a baby. I mean, some of you were with me at the time. When I spoke to him about Jesus 30 minutes, one of his men got up and said, Stop! And he said, Sit down. And that man fell to the ground. He's, he's not as, as muscular as the man. But you see, the head is a young man. And he has chain all over his neck and a bigger cross than my cross. But he's the head of satanic movement. You know, their cross is different. You see this cross? Their cross have the cross in the middle. This cross is in the middle. Or like this. When you see a cross like this, it's a sign of satanism. Upside down. So, he gave his life to Jesus. And during my crusade, many of his boys, he told them they came and surrendered themselves and, you know, gave up their guns. That was how God brought an end. But it is word of faith first, and then declaration will come. Word of faith is that I know God will do something. Stand still. Fear not is word of faith. But the Egyptian you see today, you shall see them no more. The condition of your life today, you shall see them no more. If darkness, if a night tarries, there is always a dawn that will come after night. Your dawn has come. As you say it, it shall be so. I say your dawn has come. This is the month of October. This is the month of October. You will see what God will do with you within now and the end of this month. The rest of it is story. There is a distinction you must not but, but remember. Don't worry, this is cool. So therefore, after Moses spoke and said, The Lord will fight for you, you only need to be still. Verse 14, what happened next? In verse 15, what happened? Then the Lord said, Stop. You remember when Elijah said there shall be no dew or rain? The next thing that happened is the Lord said. Are you with me now? When Elijah met the woman with the, with the, with the, you know, the, the widow with nothing, the Elijah said, do my force, for thus saith. Understand, faith provokes declaration, but when you speak on behalf of God, it provokes utterance. It provokes utterance. I want that tape to be killed because I will let you pray it now. It will explain what I'm saying. Praise. When we praise God, what are we doing? We are signing up our faith. Are you with me now? So that as you praise God, your boldness will rise to the ceiling. And then you begin to make declarations before God. And then you enter into prophetic. Often as you come. And then that is where God can reveal to you things that will happen, yet to happen, date and time that occurrence we happen in every nation. Let me say this to you. This is the procedure I want to understand. Stand by faith. Speak by your position in faith declaration. And utterance will come. Every one of us can go in and out of prophetic utterance. Every Christian can. But you may not sit in the office of prophet. Because the office of prophet, God does beyond that. You know, I think we will play the tape, you know, 
the last tape I was I, when I began to make utterances about about our country and about Nigeria. That is utterance. That is prophetic office. But you see, everyone can come in and out. If you are in the office, you can sit in the office every time. I can, by the office of prophet, see the problem you are going through and see the solution I tell you. I can, by office of prophet, know that, well, our prime minister is just going to be attacked by tomorrow, and this is what will happen, and this is what we should do. That's by office of prophet. I can say, oh, Ukraine, this is what is going on in Ukraine. Like what we have done, you know, in our prayer line, telling you exactly what will happen, and the following week it happens in Ukraine, and telling you what will happen in Europe, the following week it happened, the following month it happened, telling you that there's going to be plague in January, and before the end of January the plague came. Those ones are prophetic office, because I sit in the office, but you can come in and out of the same office and deliver the same message but how it works is he who prophesies should prophesy according to the proportion of faith Romans chapter chapter 12 verse 5 you prophesy according to the proportion of faith so if you have faith and you build the faith and declare it you will come into a place of authority when you speak things that should be and then utterance can follow I would gather now. I want you to go and think about this. The next time I come before you, we are going to see what the word did. You know the word of Moses? What happened after the word? You remember we were looking at the word before? After Moses make, made the utterance and then God spoke to Moses, then the word manifests. Because you know that God said, the word that come out of my mouth will not return to me empty, it shall achieve what? The purpose for which I have sent it. My intention shall be fulfilled, the purpose shall be established. So, anytime you declare, that word will happen. Any time you speak the word, it will happen. Also, when utterance is given, it will happen. Video section, before I leave prayer. Can you play to me the second tape where the Lord spoke about this country? If you have these two together, no problem. Just play. This tape you are about to watch tells you, you will see starting by faith into declaration and then utterance was given. And I want you to play this tape not just for the fact that I want to see it alone, but I also want you to recognize and practice it but also to let you know what is about to happen or where we are in the United Kingdom. It is not hidden from God. All right, let's hear it now, please. she was planted she was uprooted and I spoke in the spirit of the Lord it shall not be by the power of the most high though the nation will go through turbulence 
and deeper turbulence as we go into the month of August next year. But the month of August next year to the month of October shall see a blowing of a mighty wind that will cause shafts to be sealed from the seed. And as we transit over the October next year, by the grace of God, that of course, the storm will be so severe that the heart of people will fail them. But when we transit over October next year, it is like a, sea, a ship that has been sailing in the sea without any sight of land. And suddenly, when we got to October, we see a glimpse of a hill that is built full of lights. And then a struggle will begin between the two major parties on who will switch the light on. But the one that God has ordained to lead this nation after this season will emerge in a knowledge that transcends human understanding. I have told you before the time that the person was appointed, years before his appointment, that he was going to be a flag bearer for the nation. Things must go tougher and terribly tough before we shall see the light of day. The reason why we will see the light of day from October next year is because of the saints of God. Many will suffer terribly as this, this ship is sailing from this month of September. It's, it's, it's a terrible time coming upon the whole nation because of godlessness. But however, remember the Lord had told you in this house, and I have warned you so strongly, that in this season, no playing games with God. Because it is not only the nation of the United Kingdom that God is shaking. There is something you should be startled about. If you look at the map of the world, and you look at the map, the size of Britain, you should be questioning, how could this tiny island rule the whole world? If the world was aware how small they were, would they have succumbed to their rulership? But all these things are from God, who had ordained things before they began. Because this nation has become godless, I'm talking about United Kingdom, and we have sold the God of the Bible for nothing, and we have invited devil, and we have invited all foreign gods to come and domain over us. The way God is expressing his anger is making things so terribly difficult. And they will soon say it is not the war of Ukraine that is causing the financial stress. Of course, the war of Ukraine has a little effect. But the real cause of the stress that we are going through now, it is because our nation became godless. And so, the vengeance of God is upon the nation. And so, expect a very bumpy ride. But for you, I told you, and as I said it before, he that dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. All right. This is the prophecy God gave us before Listros came in. But if you listen attentively, this was August, the last Friday. If you listen attentively, God said the moment she's planted, she will be uprooted. Currently, in your, on your news, is plot to uproot her. But nevertheless, 
the Lord permitted me. I said a statement in that place that, and in the presence of the Lord, I said that shall not be. Now, for a man to be able to be in God's counsel and have an opportunity to utter opinion, that can only happen by prophetic experience. But every other thing, every Christian can access. If you commit yourself to the principles I've taught you, faith in God, speak for God, and God will speak to you. Don't wait for God to speak. Say something on behalf of God concerning your situation. God will honor your word because you are a child of God. You are a bona fide child. And you remember that God said, we are going to a bumpy ride in England. Is that not what Liz Truss just said this week? That we are going to have a bumpy ride. But God has said those statements to us before Liz Truss came in. And you remember, God said, August next year, there will be terrible, the, the, the turbulence will become so strong by August next year to October. And you remember that the analysis of the um, Bank of England and all the economic experts says they expect our interest rates to get to 6% by July next year. And God said, terrible time, August to October, the ship will rock. But then by October, you begin to see the light of day. Because of what God told us in this house before, that we will go into recession from 2022 to 2025. So you can put that prophecy together with this prophecy and understand that by October next year, there will be a green light. And God told you who would rule after least trust in this prophecy. He that has ear, let him listen to what the Spirit is saying to the church. But my gladdest joy today is to let you know that your mouth is waiting to utter mysteries. God put his word in your mouth. If you are under unction like this, you cannot but function like that. I would mean now. Because the oil poured upon the head of Aaron goes to the collar. After this prophecy is the prophecy about Nigeria. And we will get that so that everyone can have access to it. Shall we stand up together? You want to pray? Just very briefly. Thank God for your for for the Holy Spirit of God inside you. Begin to thank God for the Holy Spirit of God in you. The Bible says God will do nothing without revealing His secrets to His servants, the prophet. Thank God. Thank God. Bless the name of the Lord for the manifestation of His power. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Give Him praise. Now begin to make declaration. Tell the Lord, I speak in your name that my mouth will declare the counsel of heaven. Begin to make declaration. Sanctify my lips, O oh God. 
Sanctify my lips, O God. Speak to the Lord. Tell the Lord, let my lips carry fire. Let my lips carry fire. Sanctify my lips, O God. make declaration to your life. This is a new month. Speak to your life what should be. Speak to your month what should be. Declare what God will do. Declare what must stand concerning you. In this month of October, begin to make declaration. I will say in this month of October, I will read the summit of the Spirit. In this month of October, I will stand in the council of heaven. In this month of October, my eyes shall be open to see the realm of the Spirit, to understand the journey that is coming upon the face of the earth, that I may speak the counsel of God unto kings, unto leaders, unto president of nations. The Lord will carry me by the wings of the Holy Spirit to read the archives of God. In this month it shall come to pass. I will walk in health, I will walk in strength, I will walk in victory. Begin to make declaration. It shall come to pass. The Lord will restore to me the year the locusts have eaten. In this year it shall be so for me. In this month it shall be so for me. There shall be no carryover in my life. Make declaration the name of the Lord of hosts. Make declaration the name of the Lord of hosts. Make declaration your life what it shall be. Your family what it shall be. Your career what it shall be. Begin to declare the name of the Lord. What you say will happen to you. What you declare shall be established. Don't worry about the magnanimosity of the circumstance, but declare a thing and it shall come to pass. Make declaration upon your life. Make declaration upon your life. What will happen to you? What will happen to you? Decree what your life will be for the rest of the year. This is the last quarter of the year. Anything that is happening that should not be, shut them down in the name of the Lord. Decree doors to open for your life. Speak it in the name of Jesus. Speak it in the name of Jesus. Make declaration that we be. Yes. Yes. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship
your voice is heard on high. I say your voice is heard on high. Yes, 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 yes. Heaven has spoken. Your earth has responded. I said, the throne of God has spoken concerning you. Your earth has responded. It shall be so as you have asked him today. Before you see my face again, your mouth shall be filled with laughter. God will show to you that his word that you have heard today is just true to letter. Because the things you have declared, write them down when you leave this place. As you leave in this week, you begin to see manifestation of them. It's no more business as usual. It is not business unusual. For his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. As the heaven is high to the earth, so are his ways higher than our ways. I say your case is settled. I say your matter is resolved. Glory is your portion. The mouth of the Lord has spoken it. If you are sick in your body, I cause the sickness to die in the name of Jesus Christ. If you are said to be barren, you are fruitful in the name of Jesus. If you have been awaiting a sack letter, I decree, I reverse it in the name of Jesus. The Bible says you will have plenty to eat until you are full and you will praise the name of the Lord who has summoned you by his name. I speak in the name of the Lord. Heaven over you open. Abundance shall be your portion. In these days of famine, whatever you lay your hands on, you prosper. I speak to every business. I speak to them to grow wings in the name of the Lord. In this session of recession, you will have so much abundance that you will be able to give away to others. Your ideas shall be turned to prosperity. Your thoughts shall be turned to prosperity. God will grant the power that he has given to you to produce wealth to be turned into reality and manifestation of wealth. You will not fail in any endeavor. You will succeed in every way that you stretch your hand on. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Concerning the shaking in the United Kingdom and in Europe, God has a covenant with us that the things that will be shaken will be shaken, but you will remain. I say you shall be firmly established. In the new life coming in 2023, your divine position shall be established. It will never be removed. So shall it be unto you, and so it is. In Jesus' anointed name we are declared. Jam your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah forever. Shall we just welcome Pastor Banner to come and take out? Hallelujah. You know what? I'm supposed to be taking the offering, but that it, when you were speaking to the latter part of your message, um, this revelation the Spirit of God gave to me some time back came back into my spirit. And I want everybody to hear by the Spirit of God. When that revelation happened, I saw that he has taken a group of ants into a deep, thick forest. And it was in the middle of a jungle because you could see big trees, no sight of land anywhere. 
and i saw daddy teaching pouring everything god had taught him all the secrets the encounters and everything he had known by his work with god he kept pouring himself into us in that place then all of a sudden i was taken to a plane after he poured himself into us i saw all of us some of the faces i remember some of the faces i don't know i saw all of us had our hands like this and i saw us in the sea and we were swimming 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 but what puzzled me was that if you are swimming you need your two hands but our hands were locked up and we were swimming we were swimming and just as daddy was preaching teaching the revelation came back into my spirit and i heard god said see what the servant of god has been speaking are the secrets of heaven and keys have been released to us and we have to hear before it is too gone or too late and so we want to pray first of all for our father in the law because he's downloading timeless heavenly truth to us those of you that heard what you know as he was speaking my body was shaking because what he was speaking carried the 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 the, the dna of heaven the power of god it is able to make you free but you need to connect to the flow of life and so we're going to pray that god continuously preserving let mysteries continuously flow from his lips and let him be the oracle of god you have made him there are dimensions and heights in god we lift him by our prayers to those heights as he stands here god will continuously release his word and then secondly for you and i we will not miss this moment because spiritually he is offloading himself some of the secrets he talked he said what speak by word of faith declare by declaration and step into the prophetic utterance wings these are mysteries that have not been taught by any man but you got to catch this because spiritual things are not lent they are caught so you want to pray that god make me sensitive cause me to connect myself to the loins of my servant the servant of god can you lift up your voice i'm going to pray the first prayer you want to pray that god mysteries 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 in the name of jesus continuously come to the servant of god are you praying oh god we know by your word and by the prophetic you are doing in the house of god you are raising us as a prophetic company an apostolic end time church oh god to advance in power and in strength knowing the counsel of god in every step we take and you have trained your servant to raise us oh god father in the world we know that there is no celebrity without a coach you have raised us this spiritual giant to god to guide and to mentor us oh god we ask that let oracles let mysteries let oracles oh god continuously flow that we 
God. We will open our spiritual senses, oh God, to these secrets that are coming, to these revelations, oh God, and step into them and walk, oh God, so that we can change our world. Jesus, you said you are raising us an end-time militia army, sending us to the nations of the world to establish the kingdom of our God. Yes, Lord, that we bless you. Sweet Holy Spirit, Thank you for your presence. And that through the word of your servant, you said to us that the enemy is no match. He is who we make him to be. By revelation, you have made us an extension of your son to represent you in our generation. This afternoon morning, we make this prayer, oh God, we will not fail you. And so we ask that that same grace, insight, and revelation, and mindset you've given to your servant, through which you have brought us under his launch, let every one of us, our spirit be open to receive this spiritual input in the name of Jesus. That in this month, we will glide on the wings of the prophetic and step into the counsel of God over nations, over territories and regions, in our communities and in our nations. We refuse to settle for less. Thank you, O God. Just as you showed me that an army swimming together, nobody will be left behind. Thank you, O God. In Jesus' name, amen. Sorry for the time. Turn with me to the book of Haggai chapter 2. Daddy, thank you so much for... Shall we take our seats, please? Wow. You know, I always say that with deep, deep kind of conviction that when you have the privilege to sit under the servant of God, there is such great depth of insight and revelation that comes if you open up your spirit. Because spirit begat spirit. And, all right, let me rest my case. Haggai chapter 2, I'm supposed to take the offering, I don't want to. You see... (laughs) He himself said it. There are a lot of things happening in this house. And a new door has been opened. You've got to see it. And you have to walk into it. Haggai chapter 2 verse number 7 and 8. I'll read from 7 and 8. Haggai chapter 2. I'll be reading from the NLT. I will shake all the nations. And the treasures of all the nations will be brought to this temple. I will fill this place with glory, says the Lord of heaven's army. Now note verse 8. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord of heaven's army. Amen. 
You see, our Father and the Lord just told us that prophetically the nations are being shaken. Now, part of the reason why God is doing that, he said, I will shake the nations so that I will bring the treasures into my temple. And he told us prophetically, they are perforations. God is doing that so he will strategically position kingdom people and give them the wealth for the advancement of the kingdom. Are you with me? And when he does that, you and I have to be still conscious that the silver and the gold is his. And when you have the opportunity to give, it's out of what he has given that we are blessing him. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Whether you are the prime minister, whether you are the director, whoever you are, the business, whatever is under you has been given by God. And so when the time is up, we honor him with that. So I want you, as you sit down, take your phone. I'm sure the details have been put up there. Remember that there is a shaking. Now the shaking that is happening, you and I will be preserved by the covenant promise. It won't touch us. Hallelujah. And so you take your phone, if you are paying electronically, and make a prayer that God, you said you were shaking the nations. To bring the treasures of the nations into this house, I open myself to that. If you're also praying, you are paying your tithe, you are redeeming a pledge, you are even bringing a, a, a vow you made before God. Whatever it is, I want you to make a prayer around it. I just want to give you a minute. Just make that prayer. Oh God, thank you. Father, you have spoken so clear. And Daddy, thank you that you are shaking the nations of the world and everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And your word says that the purpose of it, that you will fill this temple with this treasure. We ask as we honor you with our substance, let open doors and favor where promotions have been denied, where limitations and restrictions have been imposed upon us, where our treasures have been hidden, by virtue of this act of obedience, shake them forth and release them to us. That we thank you that your word is true. What you have spoken, that you will fill this house with glory. That all eyes will see that this is the doing of God. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we rise Amen. up, please? We're going to declare that we're friends of God. Amen. Who are we that He is mindful of us?
Thank you, Holy Spirit. What a privilege to be your friend. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. This is the holy offering brought by your holy people. Let your holy fire come from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please shall we take our seats and let's put our hands together as we receive first the title. Come on, do it better. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I made it in from Bethesda. Regardless of the regardless of the um, marathon. Took a bit longer, but we are here. Praise the Lord. Is anyone joining us for the very first time? If this is your very first time in Christ Faith Tabernacle, we'd like to warmly welcome you. Please, if you are joining us for the very first time, can I see the hand up? Anyone join us for the first Please stand. Please stand. Please stand. You are Indeed, you're welcome to Christ Church Tabernacle, where the Lord himself is building overcomers for tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today. We trust that you've been thoroughly and truly blessed. And we would ask, the ushers would have given you a pack, a welcome pack. Please, there is a form in there. Would request that you please complete the form and let us have it before you leave. Thank you very much for joining us today. Please be seated. Thank you. And I'd also like to extend the same welcome to all those who have joined us online. Thank you for, for joining us and spending the last couple of hours with us here at Christ Faith Tabernacle. Please let us know you've joined by sending us an email to admin at cftchurches.org. Admin at cftchurches.org. We look forward to hearing from you. And please, whilst you're writing, let us know the city and the nation you've joined us from. And the Lord bless you. Please note, this also goes for to those who are watching it after the event. Let us know you've seen it. Let us know you've been blessed. And let us know how we could be a further blessing to you. The Lord bless you richly. Well, I'd like to, again, just recount very, very quickly our program for the week. Indeed, today, uh, please note that Victory Night Day 2 will be taking place online. Victory Night Day 2 will be taking place online tonight. Normally, we would be meeting here at the cathedral, but we'll be having it online because we've been here all day today, yes? But it will be at 8 p.m. Please note, 8 p.m. will be online and we'll have the full program of Victory Night. Plus, we would have the opportunity to break bread. And by the way, day three tomorrow, Victory Night Day 3, will be taking place here at the cathedral at 8 p.m. And we would have communal, co- communion service as well. Please, we look forward to you being here, and God will do great and awesome things. Daily prayers during the course of the week will be online and live as well on YouTube at 9 p.m. on Tuesday and Thursday. On Wednesday, we've got Bible study at 7 p.m. And this week, we'll be looking into the book of Psalms, Psalm 56. 
Psalm 56, and we'll be reflecting on Psalm 55. Um, and on Friday at 11 p.m., we'll be here at the cathedral where we meet for our evening prayers. Again, it will be available for those who are joining on YouTube, on YouTube. But please note that if you live within the greater London area, at least once a month, apart from the Overcomers Night, put it in your programs to be part of what God is doing on the nights. Because we pray for everyone else. People sacrifice and take time. I know people who have to travel up to two, two and a half hours to get back home. Um, but they do it. Because they're interceding on your behalf. There's something about communal worship and communal coming together. And especially now that we can do that freely, we implore you to be a part of it as well. Um, let's also keep lifting up the, the, the church, the Women of Rare Destiny Convention in Bristol. Praise the Lord. So lift, it up, lift up that program over the next coming weekend. The church in Bristol will be, they'll be glad to know that you're lifting them up in prayer. And I'm sure a lot of you are planning to go, those especially the women, to join. If you can't make it all through, plan to be there at least on a Saturday. Uh, we know there are bus or there are train strikes, but they, I, I'm not aware that there are coach strikes. So where there's a will, there's a way. You can make it there. Praise the Lord. Um, I'd like to invite... Who's taking the youth announcements? Um, yes, Brother Tomiwa. Am I correct? Yeah, Brother Tomiwa is taking the youth announcement. Good afternoon, church. I'm sure we've all truly, truly been blessed today. Um, I've just got one quick youth announcement for us, and it is this coming Saturday, 8th of October, 2 p.m., we have our monthly youth meeting. Thank you, choir. Can I get a bit of woo from the house as well? Thank you. It's a really exciting time, and we should be excited because it's going to be exciting and impactful. Um, the first part is going to be based on abolishing slavery to the flesh. And if you want to prepare for that beforehand, you can look at Galatians 5, and we'll be talking about it, delving into it, and just, yeah, bring your, your own little um, inspiration from what you learn from it as well. The second part is going to be preparing for 2023. And we know that in this house, we are a proactive people. We want to stay proactive. So we don't want to just meet 2023 when it comes. We want to be preparing for it today. And we need to get ourselves ready for today as well. So say again, sir. Oh, who are the? Oh, I'm getting right to that. Thank you so much. <laughs> so the youth in Christ Faith Tabernacle, if we don't know, are ages 12 to 30. If you are in those age ranges, please tag along. It's going to be on Zoom. I think the link is there. Um, those that aren't in the youth age range, I'm sure your youth and your family will pass on the message for you so that you can be blessed as well. Thank you. Well, the youth group is an exclusive club. You know, they put age barriers to exclude some of us. So, despite the fact that we feel young, they still kind of like, kind of find a means, any shape or form. And they remind us. I, I, was, I was reading somewhere, every time you ask who's an old person, whoever is, you're asking would add 20 years to their own years, and they'll classify that individual as old. So, when you meet a 70-year-old and you say, are you old? Uh-uh. It's 90 that is old. 
Praise the Lord. <laughs> well, just finally, before I invite Apostle, um, we have a business seminar. On what date? 22nd of October, 2022. 2201022. 2201022. We have a business seminar and the CFT business seminar, growth seminar. And we have the pleasure of the company of Dr. Stephanie Hustles. Um, she's the director of the Bethany Center for Entrepreneurship at Cranfield University. She's such, a, um, she's such an inspiration. Uh, I, I mean, I was, she, she taught me a few things because I, whilst I was at Cranfield and we went off on a trip together as well to China. It was a very, very useful, informative one. Now, we get this in Christ Christ's Tabernacle what some of us had had to pay for. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Ah, and I'm just emphasizing that. We had to pay for it and had to do some sweat for it as well. Do a lot of homework for it as well. So please ensure that we don't waste this opportunity. If you've got any business and you'd like to stimulate it, you know, Apostle was sharing with us earlier on about the tools, the things, there's a bit about what we need to know and then there's a bit about what, we would, what the Lord would empower and grace us to do. So please come along, and it would be on 22nd, and it will be here. Yes, it will be here and at the CFT Cathedral. And guess what? It will just be the week or the day preceding the start of the Women of Real Destiny Convention. So it will be a nice takeaway into the Women of Real Destiny week. We'll just be kind of like bobbling because we'll be ready to launch all sorts of businesses after the Women of Rare Destiny Convention. Praise the Lord. And our chief host on the day will be Apostle. And you know, hey, just, I mean, it's great what the Lord is doing at this time. And God bless you. And thank you for women in the kingdom. I wasn't, um, I, I, I wasn't instructed to do the Women of Rare Destiny Convention, but at least I can announce that from the 24th of October to the 30th of October 2022, don't only save the date, write it in bold, because it is the convention for the Women of Rare Destiny International. Praise the Lord. I'd like to welcome our dad in the Lord, our father in the Lord, our apostle, A.T. William, sir. Amen. I think we're going to set up another youth club. We'll call it Senior Youth. And Pastor, Pastor Tayo can be the chairman. Where you have all the senior youth with gray hairs. <laughs> well, let's just make sure that we start praying and preparing towards the last weekend of this month is our International Women's Conference. And I want to say to you that uh, those contingents coming from Nigeria, before we left last week, they were given their visas, so we're expecting some women from Nigeria. And probably, of course, we're spreading from Ireland, you know, all over the island, and also uh, from India. We thank God for the women of Red Destiny. They are waxing stronger and stronger. And Mom is going to be talking about women in the kingdom. It's, it's such an impactful topic. I've been with her into other branches when she spoke about it. It is a no means. And I think men should recognize that when we look at women in the kingdom, there are characteristics of them that men really need. And God will bless us as we celebrate and prepare for it. Also, I was amazed at the topic, Brother Tomiwa. 
I mean, the youth are, 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 I tell you, they are so ingenious. You know, I think that slavery they are talking about, freedom from slavery in the flesh, is that correct? My, I, will, I think I will, if I don't attend it, record it, I want to listen to what God will say through you guys. Britain needs to know this. Maybe I will allow a day for you to come and speak so that I can record you and put you on my television programs in different parts of the world. The youth of our country needs to know that all youths are not mad. There are youths that are very sensible, corrigible, successful, and following God to letter. And the youth of Britain are waiting for you for the redemption of their soul. And the Lord will use you mightily in the new year in this realm. Now I read to you a scripture before we close. It says, And after these I looked, and there before me was a great multitude, that no man, no one can count. From every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And today we, I read that because today Dickiness, Lamina, and the entire family and the household of Dickin Francis, who departed to, to glory, uh, you know, shortly. Today is their thanksgiving. Usually we do the thanksgiving the Sunday that follows the burial, but this one, you remember I traveled, and so we have decided to do the thanksgiving today. So I'll be calling them forward to the altar as we celebrate the departure of our beloved Deacon, who is now resting, certainly resting, in the bosom of Jesus Christ. Shall we rise up together, please? Please sing for them. I will worship you forever. I will worship you every day.
Father, whenever we gather like this, heaven is in our hearts. Whenever we gather like this, we cannot wait for our time to go. We cannot wait for the glorious reception that we will receive when it is our time to go. For the Bible says, for me to die is gain. And we thank you for your son, Deacon Francis Lamina. Now, we present his wife, his children, and grandchildren to you. Before the altar of the living God, may your covenant with the descendant of the righteous be fulfilled with them. The Bible says, I am the one who watches over you, even to your gray age, to your old age, and your gray hair. I am he. I am he who sustains you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. And you said to me, to whom shall you compare me or count me equal? We thank you, Father, and commit this family to you. The Lord will be with you to your gray hair. The Lord will sustain you. The Lord will carry you in his hand. And he will rescue you. He says, the children of your servant will live in your presence. And their descendants will be established forever. Every seed that came out of Deacon Lamina. And the children's children. I say, you will live in the presence of God forever. No one in this world will be able to shipwreck you. The legacy of your father, you will carry on. In Christ's faith tabernacle, where you have been established and born, you will be pillars. The grace upon my life will rest upon you. The covenant of God with this house will be yours forever. And your descendants will inherit this land. According to the word of the Lord, he says, His children will be mighty in the land. You will be mighty in the land. He says, The generation of the opera will be blessed. You will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, it shall be so for you. And his righteousness endures forever. Even darkness, even in darkness, light dawns for the upright. Light will dawn for you in darkness. The Lord will cause you to be gracious and compassionate all the days of your life. According to his mercy, you will not be shaken. You will be remembered forever. And your father will be remembered forever. Father, we pray for your daughter, who is the head of this house. May mercy be shown to you from heaven. May he who comforts us comfort you. May you rise up in a greater strength that mortal men cannot understand. And may the gap left by your husband be filled by the Holy Spirit. May you and your children never miss the departure of your husband and their father. May the Holy Spirit always meet up with every challenges that he will have faced for you. May the God of heaven, in keeping with his eternal promise, cherish and lift you on his hand and bring you to an expected end. Your heart will be secured. 
and you will have nothing to fear. May the beauty of heaven and the glory of the Father surround you like a shield. Lord, I remind you that the King Lamina left a mark in this church. He is the one who opens the door of the church. I anoint you now, and the doors of grace will forever be open to you. Because your father took his stand in this house. Anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And to these grandchildren which are seeds, O God, of this man, for what your father did in this house, I speak the reward that will have been given to him if he was alive to the age of 100 to come upon you all. Mercy will speak on your behalf. Grace will follow you. The Lord will look at the memorial of your father all the time and he will hearken to the voice of your cry. So shall it be unto you and so it is. Peace be upon the people of God. Thank you, Father, because you have heard us in Jesus' holy name. Sing choir, please. My lifetime, I will give my your hand before the Lord. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May God send you help from his sanctuary and grant you support from his Zion. May God remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offering. May the Lord grant you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will shout for joy when we are victorious, and we will be victorious in every battle. And we will lift up our banner in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he open a book of remembrance concerning you at this time. And may the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham and to Jacob at Bethel, 
May he tabernacle with you and reveal himself to you. May he turn your dreams into revelations. May you have encounters of heaven. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Shall we lift up our right hand together as we share the grace in Hebrew? Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Turn to somebody and share the grace, the general grace with them. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and evermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. There shall be shouts of blessing, it will fall in your house.
be unto you according to your confession. Please let's be seated and the ushers will lead us out uh, row by row. <laughs> 